Hi there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the I'll Try That podcast where we talk beer news and reviews. This week, we're talking about a brewery that is family-owned since 1871, Duval. However, um, first of all, there's something going on with Heineken. Uh, Joe, can you tell us a little bit more, please? Yes. So, again, we like to talk about mergers acquisitions on the After All That podcast, and the beer world is very much full of, and has been built on mergers and acquisitions. The latest, hot off the presses, as of the 23rd of June, was Heineken's control of Kingfisher beer maker United Breweries. So, we're all pretty familiar with Kingfisher beer, right? Yeah. Do you know who owned Kingfisher Beer? No. So the man that owned Kingfisher Beer was a guy called Vijay Vitel Malaya. Now, he's an Indian-born entrepreneur. He's super fantastic. Like, if you haven't actually, um, you know, followed any of Vijay before, you, you'll recognize him. He's a very eccentrically dressed, larger-than-life character. Um, he's well-known, I think, for, you know, his, his, he owns or was the owner of the Royal Challengers Bangalore cricket team. So again, it's like the, you know, owning a football team here in the UK. It's such big profile. But where he really hit, he had the Kingfisher Airlines, which was an Indian, uh, operated airline doing routes out of India. Um, but his, what really hit him on the mark was his owner. He was the owner for Force India, which was a Formula One racing team. That, that's, that's where I, the name, when you said it, it clicked because I watched the Formula One documentary, Drive to Survive. And quite possibly one of the greatest documentaries I've ever watched because now I'm really into Formula One. I mean, like, really into oh, it. Oh, I share that I'm, passion. I'm now so all over. I've now even oh. started joining, like, Reddit subreddits about Formula yeah. One and stuff. You know, I've been watching the oh. Azerbaijan highlights. Oh, it's so good. No, 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 no. You guys are properly weird. Formula One is so dull. Oh, no. no. Formula oh, One no, is no, amazing. No. Have you watched, Have you watched Drive, Drive to Survive? To survive? No, I haven't. And there you go. Watch it. There. You're, not, there. you're not going to convince me that Formula One is cool. How can they make travelling at 200 miles an hour dull? I have no idea. It's amazing. Watch Drive to Survive and you will be like, damn, Formula One's where it's at. It's a really good documentary, to be fair. And there's like a documentary, it's a docu-series, and it's like... And they're already in their third series, so you've got a lot to catch up with, Barbara. Actually, in truth, I'm I'm prepared to eat my hat because the the movie Senna is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. You've got to watch yeah. Senna if you've not well, seen it. Well, if you like basically. Senna, Nicky Lauda is in the first season. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and the legacy of Nicky Lauda continues throughout the rest of the season. Oh, I'm going to end up eating my hat like I do. You're going to love it. One hundred percent. It's the what, it got me through a large part of lockdown watching all three seasons. Plus also, Barbara, you have very dubious taste in films and music and everything because you don't like Harry Potter. In everything. So, <laughs> you know, we just don't really take your, That's true. your I don't you know, like Harry Potter. recommendations Do you know what the things. other thing is? Do you know the other problem is? I don't want to get too far down, down the road with this, but uh, uh, we, do, we don't want to rant too hard on this program. But I've also just committed, uh, for me, what is a cardinal sin. I've got this real problem at the moment that I've inherited from, from someone um, which is I have a real beef with anyone getting common phrases wrong. So when I said I was going to eat my hat a minute ago, what I really meant was I'm going to eat my words, I'm sure, because they properly wind me up. It's like, you know, when people say, uh, well, if you can't shut the stable door, make lemonade in one basket or something like <laughs> that. It absolutely kills me every time. What is some, some, I heard someone re- recently say, uh, yeah, tell you what, that absolutely uh, does add salt to the injury. I just, oh God, 
Oh, absolutely. And you know what? So the other thing, the other problem with that is definitely said it said lots of very similar things on this podcast. So um, I apologise for my hypocrisy. Um, let's just move on. Sorry, as best sorry. We, can. we were talking about Kingfisher once upon a time. I think. Well, I tell you what. Why don't we get like a tree and make like a tree and get the hell out of here? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are what have I done you guys are going to do it on purpose from now on aren't you oh right so Kingfisher right so That's... how this all came about obviously there's no surprise here that Heineken's making the headlines for an acquisition of another brewery especially into an emerging or into a market which they don't have a big presence in Heineken's big in India but it's not huge Kingfisher is the number one beer in India so this is no surprise win-win for, for Heineken but why this came about and why I brought up VJ in the first place. So VJ is, is going through, he lives here in the UK. The Indian government is trying to extradite him back to India to face charges of not paying off 1.4 billion pounds or dollars, sorry, worth of loans that he, the banks apparently are saying he has no intention of repaying. So this is an ongoing, this is an ongoing thing. We can't comment on an ongoing court case, obviously. Um, but there is, uh, there is some real issues here. So unfortunately, you know, VJ is no longer owner of it. You know, the India's government already and the banks have already seized all of the whole, uh, sieged, probably sieged it. They probably turned up with, you know, battering rams and trebuchets, um, <laughs> to the offices. No, but they've the, already the seized. The strongest military weapon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wouldn't you just love it if they turn up with a trebuchet? <laughs> We talked about it in, in a previous episode uh, about a beer delivery system for anyone who lives on a boat. There's there's subtle continuity going on in this podcast, and we're very proud of it. Honestly, we can find a many uses for a trebuchet nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> it's the gift Bring that it keeps back. on giving. <laughs> Actually, guys, this is all this podcast has been is to just to get enough followers to start our platform of bring back the trebuchet. This is what we're t- tailored towards. This is what we're doing. <laughs> they they said we were mad buying shares in that trebuchet business, but we're going to make it work. <laughs> so anyway, and that's all I had to say on that. That's all <clears throat> I had to say on that matter. <laughs> nice one. Nice one, Forrest Gump. Anyway, so after the siege, Heineken now owns Kingfisher. Hi- no, no. They, well, yeah, exactly. Because it was then the government's and the bank's uh, you know, right to, to sell it off and Heineken have purchased it for a tidy sum. I, I will always, I will still have a... a, a special place in my heart for Kingfisher because it was the highlight of a very, very dull work trip to India where I didn't I didn't get to have any fun. I was working the whole time. I was very hot. A lovely country. Lovely country, I must say. Um, but my actual task while I was out there was very <laughs> dull. Uh, and then every now and then in the heat I'd sink Kingfisher and it was it was it was a real treat. See, I, I have the same experience of the treat of a kingfisher when I was out mm. in India. Um, I was there for very different reasons, so I wasn't working as hard by the sound of things. I was there in a volunteer capacity. And our weekends away, on the odd occasion we were able to get away, um, you know, from w- where we were staying was all dry, so there wasn't any alcohol able to be consumed, mm. which is actually a really good thing at that time. It was all focused around what we were doing. But then we would go off and we'd get to, we were staying in the foothills of the Himalayas. We'd go to McLeod Ganj which is where the Tibetan government is in exile, and we just sit in the mountains dri- sipping on Kingfisher. And it Ooh. was glorious. Yeah, I was I was at the other end. I was in Trivandrum, so right down the south, the southern tip almost. Um, and, and yeah, I was I was in an office all day, and I wanted to go out and explore, and, and apparently Trivandrum is a beautiful part of India, uh, and I had to sit in an office all day. And I was only there for a working week and had to come back. But But in the evening... I could sit, sit, nip down to the hotel bar and have a kingfisher, and what a highlight. 
So I have never been to India, uh, but my experience of drinking Kingfisher was on the Isle of Wight at Bestival, um, and I was exotic, nice. exotic as hell. And I there was the Kingfisher beer truck, and I was drinking Kingfisher beer while smoking raspberry shisha because this boy knows how to live. <laughs> And he knows how to combine flavours to make some yeah. weird things. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I can't believe there are more people that do that. Okay, yeah, I know Ras- raspberry shisha and kingfisher. Wow. Right. Well, talking about potent uh, taste combinations, let's get into duvel or duvel or duvel. Uh, how how would you how would one pronounce this? Uh, duvet. Duvel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was calling it Robert Robert Duval, but that's not right, is it? It can't be. It's 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 Duval, double. So it's Maybe Belgian, like shovel, but with a with a D instead of a sh. Double. That sounds like a very Angli- anglicized way of saying it. Rich, just just off the bat, I I got the impression this this wasn't really striking a chord with you. No, like. Well, you saw me when I when I was pouring it. I was struggling because it was just all head, and I was giving it my. I know how to pour a beer. I have a beer. Like, <laughs> I I host yeah, all, a beer right podcast. Then, <laughs> I know how to pour a beer. Sort he of thing. He's but, not got a clue, guys. <laughs> and it was just coming up all head the whole way through. And then I was like, "All right, then let's have a little sipperoo." And I'm just so that that head thing. I'm sure that's how I see it, see it very often depicted. Uh, in in uh, in wherever it is, I see it the, in the, in the tulip glass. So quite tall and and sort of sort of it sort of bows in and then then out again towards the top. And I I swear in in a lot of the pictures it is sort of the bottom half liquid and and the top half head. Which maybe that's 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 kind of the continental way, I guess. I think. Um, well, they say. Well, they say with blondes as well. You should have a head, like quite a mm. thick foam on the top, because it keeps the carbon dioxide in, which helps with the uh, mm. the bubbles. But as there's because well. it doesn't. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, but but there's a head, and then there's half, like three quarters of the glass was head. But it's it's meant to be. Like, look, if you look on Duvel's, uh, and I have got this now, oh, hot off the press. It's Duvel, Duvel. It's almost like an eye. Duvel. Duvel. Okay. No, there's like Cruella. I'm looking, it's like devil. I'm look. I'm looking at pictures, and the head I was getting was pretty much the whole glass. <laughs> it was yeah. So, but I mean, I, you did say you you know how to pour, but you were giving it a, a, a big tilt, I guess. Still, yeah, big old tilt. Okay, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Um, if it helps, it... I think maybe you've got a defunct beer. Maybe you know because you're not enjoying the taste of it right now. Maybe it's gone off. If it ha- if it helps, that sounds like that's how the family intended it. Well, they're wrong. Did you, Rich? Did you buy the beer from a supermarket or from a guy down an alleyway? Because it might be off. That's all I'm saying. You might not be getting the full Duville experience. Well, I should right probably now. stop buying my beer from a guy down an alleyway. It's uh, it's how is Kenneth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can say I am thoroughly enjoying the, my Duvel experience right now, and I'm not. I haven't got the traditional uh, blonde. I have got the triple hop Citra Belgian IPA. Wow! Now it's what you'd expect from a hoppy, uh, you know, kind of quite fruity, citrusy. Obviously, I'm getting a bit of that dryness coming in now, but my mouth is salivating. But it is very, very tasty, full of flavour. Uh, you're getting that hop, obviously being an IPA, but it's quite smooth as well. Um, you know, as you kind of expect, it's not going you know, to kind of blowing your face off. 
uh, IPA. This is a uh, an easy, I would say almost like a session IPA, but you know, it's uh, it's still got that bit more of a kick to it. And it's, uh, guess what ABV this this uh, triple hop Citra Belgian IPA is? Uh, oh, I've, I've literally just looked at the ABV on this one. Um, yeah. Guess what this one, I've okay. asked the question, what's Ten. this one? I think it's going to be in that neck of the woods. I'm going to go 9.1. It's a 9.5, so you guys are very close. Ooh, split the difference. Well done. Well done, Drabbers. We nailed that. that yeah, I didn't I, I didn't even look at the APV on this until just then, and it shocked me. This APV will shock you. <laughs> yeah. Click, clickbait Drabbers, we call him. <laughs> yeah. I drank this beer, and you will not believe what happened next. Check out yeah. number three. You won't believe it. Eight point five. Yeah, that is strong. These are some strong old beers. That's for sure. It doesn't taste like an eight point five beer, though. Uh, I I think that's that's kind of fair. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's um. I mean, I would again wouldn't call it sessionable. Which is actually kind of for me is the meter stick is whether I think something's sessionable or not. I judge it. I I, I judge it from there. Um, it doesn't feel sessionable, but it doesn't feel like eight point five percent. But uh, yeah, I think you'll we'll, we'll probably be finding out shortly, won't we? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming our next recording, I might be slurring a bit more than usual. <laughs> it's going to be a repeat of Tiny Rebel. That episode you don't remember recording. <laughs> yeah, it was. A- <laughs> You've broken the fourth wall again. We're meant to have an air of, of professionalism. Can I just put out an apology for that for, for, for that episode? It was I'm so sorry. It was it was just a write-off for me in the end. Don't 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 apologize, mate. You don't, don't regret a thing. It's all part of life's rich tapestry. I was do I was do I was doing it for the fans. <laughs> I was doing it for the fans. That was good. Do you mind if we go back on to Duvel and talk about the episode? Is yeah, that okay, all right? Yeah. Let's talk about Duvel. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. It's trying to get in the way of your BP apology video, Rich, but we're going to keep going. <laughs> we did we did aid uh, just before this, so if you, you had time for confession, it's gone, I'm afraid. <laughs> Let's talk about Duvel. Duvel, Joe, um, this is... Uh, I think I alluded it to... Uh, to... <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I think I alluded to it in the intro. It's um, it's family-owned since 1871, do I hear? It is indeed. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you for that nice tea up. Yeah, so it's been family-owned since uh, 1871, um, founded by Jean-Leonard Mortgat, uh, by the Mort- and he founded the Mortgat Brewery Farm, so on his farmstead, uh, in, in, at the turn of the century. So he had over... Um, you know, he was one of only 3,000 breweries operating in Belgium at that time. I say only, that's a quite a lot of breweries, actually. But we're thinking yeah. back in the day then where one brewery would surplus, like, would, would, would deal with a local area. There wouldn't be these national chains or national or international breweries that we know today. So 3,000, actually, you know, one brewery, one brewery to rule them all. No, one brewery to, to manage <laughs> an, an area around them. <laughs> I love a Lord of the Rings reference. Yes. So you've also now set a precedent there. Go on. There you go. Keep, we'll keep going. Um, so I'll jump. I'll jump through. There's a whole history here from 1871. We're going to jump ahead to 1900s, 1915. Where for us in the UK, this is going to get very interesting. Where because of the success and the build-up of, of uh, you know what they refer to the British influence years. So you know British English ales at this time through the 1900s and 1915 were getting very popular, exporting into Europe. So you know what Duval did and, and he created. This, um, you know, Albert decided, one of the sons at this point, decided to create a special beer based on the English model. So there's that's, that still lives today. There is an English uh, inspired Duvel within their product portfolio. 
Um, he went in 1918, the, 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 the Suns, and went and got Scottish yeast. That's the thing. Uh, you know, I'm talking a bit, jumping ahead a bit more. 18, 19, 1918 to 1923, they had a victory ale to commemorate okay. the end of the First World War. I, that was going to be my question. Yeah, spot on. There you go. Uh, the Duvel, the famous Duvel glass, came in 1960. So that's the one you alluded to there, Barbara. You know, kind of, it just looks like a bit of a, like a flat bottom, a little bit of a, 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 a what did you, what do you even describe that as? A little stem. Stem. A little Thank stem. you. Up to the yeah. tulip-shaped beer glass. You absolutely nailed it earlier on, Barbs. Jeez. That's... Oh, thank you. And they say that it was an innovative glass reminiscent of a wine glass that had that was able to hold its contents of an entire 33-centiliter bottle, meant to accentuate Duvel's exquisite flavour and aroma to be fully experienced by the drinker. blah de blah blah Where do we get to? Right now, from 2000, there's a fourth generation of Duvels or Mortgat family who have been operating and running the Duvel from the top level. And as of today, guess how many countries Duvel or Duvel is exported to? Oh, this, this, this is good because we did this with Guinness previously and you guys obviously knew the answers <laughs> before. Actually, we didn't know the exact numbers, but how many countries worldwide it's exported to? Just looking for a number. I reckon I can get this, and it's again, again out of what what we call two two hundred and fifty odd sovereign nations, sovereign sovereign states. I'll give I'm you a little say... clue. It's more than the eight that Travis thought Corona was exported <laughs> to. <laughs> Are you joking? Don't make it too easy for us. Um, I'm going to go with a hundred and eighteen. Um, nine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. He's taken. The, he's taken your tip, Joe. Um, yeah, he has. <laughs> possibly, it's six, possibly it, too literally. It's sixty countries. They're in sixty countries. Split the difference once again, Travers. <laughs> yeah. You you go low, I go high. We'll figure it out. Right. Who's got some facts about Duvel Duvel? I think Rich does. I've got some facts about Duvel Duvel Duvet. Take your pick. Um, I think I say so. So I did my usual. Real hard researching for Duvel facts. Googled 10 facts about Duvel. Came up with this. Cows love Duvel. Cow. Tell us uh, more. Yeah. Duvel donates its beer, draft or spent grain to local cattle farmers. According to the brewery, the draft rough texture improves the cow's digestion and gives them a glossy coat. There you go. Love it. Okay. So, so... So if you want to improve your hair, as you can tell, I've been eating Duvel grain because my hair is looking <laughs> particularly on point at the moment, particularly glossy. Um, I've just been chowing down on it in my spare time. So um, a little known, I, I whenever I come out with a fact, I say it's little known and then you guys tell me you know the answer. But um, boys, do you, know, do you know what Duvel is, actually means in, in English, the translation? Duvet. It's a it's a very good answer, but it's not the one we're looking for. Ah. Joe, would you like to make a guess? <laughs> is it is it double? Oh, that's even better. Uh, it's not that either, sadly, but uh, that's a very Where's good. Where's your accent uh, gone? I think you need to continue with that accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, Joe. It's me trying to do Roy Walker. Um, no, double, also a very good answer, but it's not the one we're looking for. It's actually devil, as in Satan. Um, <laughs> and so... <laughs> I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move on from the accent now because it's gone. That a was li- good, though. Yeah, yeah. Your follow-up with well, that was you. Satan was very good. Uh, Satan, 
Hey, so it is. No. Um, is he Scottish or Irish? Wrong. I have no clue uh, right now, but I'm enjoying it. I was going to give it the label of generic Gaelic. Nice. Anyway, I really... Okay. Oh, I should have used that one. We did Guinness. Bloody hell. Uh, anyway, so... At um, so basically because of this connection with with the devil, there's a bit of a catchphrase that they have uh, at the um, at the brewery in in Belgium. Um, and uh, pardon, so you may have been fooled by my uh, slightly uh, rudimentary impression of Roy Walker, but the the slogan for the uh, brewery in Belgium is "Hier lebt den Duvel." Do you want to have a guess at what that means? Yes, <laughs> um, I, I was doing Irish again. Shush. You've read it. You've read it. Shush. Oh. Here we are. No. He gave us Duvel is devil. So you've got, you're very close to it. But shh. I thought maybe there's some sort of snake reference. Um, I wasn't entirely no. sure. Oh, so yeah, yeah, the, well done for thinking on that kind of biblical route. No, sadly not though. Um, st- is here rests the devil interesting Uh, and that's in reference to uh, actually um, you know post um, basically it has a total fermentation time of uh, I believe 90 days although I'm sure that the 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 original that I'm drinking is 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 two months so basically it's Fermented for for quite a lengthy period um, before before it's it's uh, bottled and, and then subsequently drunk. Uh, it's a little bit pokey, uh, and that's the reference to the devil. So be careful; we don't want to disturb it. Um, it's so, devil. so I I've been looking in a bit more about where devil the devil Duval has all come from, or Duval has come from. So apparently. Duvel didn't start, you know, when Mortgat, the Mortgat family started brewing in 1871, um, it wasn't any reference to Duvel. They were just making great beer at the time. The Duvel name or the devil name came about in the end of the, uh, you know, it came about in 1923. Apparently, this is the Victory Ale that was created at the time to celebrate the end of World War I. And apparently someone... Uh, apparently a, a shoemaker attending a tasting session uh, with other, in quotation marks, local notables. I guess those were the influencers at the time. Um, Basically rem- us. <laughs> <laughs> remarked that the beer was a real devil and apparently the name just stuck. Right. So, oh, so, yeah, well, well, so, so, so are we saying like the shoemakers are like the Instagrammers, the influencers of the day back then? Because... <laughs> Yes, yeah, I've also got a lot more respect for the shoemaker already. Then, well, I think actually you make a good point. I mean, again, that we're going back into our history or monks or you know our other podcasts that we've been setting up this whole thing for. Um, <laughs> but don't forget, a shoemaker back in the day—that's a, a real artisan job. That was a trade. That was a real crafting job. That was a specialist job to have, big time. Cobbler, isn't that a shoemaker? Is that sorry? Is that that's a, that's a type of oh, apple yeah, dessert, was... isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a peach cobbler. There you um, go. My, my cobbler's a peach. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. I, th- I feel like cobbler was actually a shoe fixer rather than a shoemaker. So what's what's is a cob- isn't a cobbler someone who does horseshoes? No, that's a farrier. Oh, uh, 
Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good horseshoe yeah. maker knowledge. Do you enjoy that? That's wow. It's because I've been to. You, where did, where it's because I've been from? to the three cat. Well, I've been to I've been to the three county show a few times. Watched some sheep shearing and the and the <laughs> and the farriers at work. Uh, whilst with a with a homemade cider in hand, it's a great time. Hang on, hang on. A farrier wasn't that one of our jets in like a, uh, in a, a war against the Argentinians? It wasn't yeah, that. Yeah, wasn't go. that Harrier? Yeah, it's a Harrier. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, welcome to this week's game of, of, of tenuous link. Yeah. Of we've and, all had nine point five percent ABV beers. Fletcher is someone who makes arrows. Welcome, welcome to our new podcast where we just name old timey jobs. Right. <laughs> Basically, right. We've do, have we, we've done taste already. We've done we? taste. About, I actually about, do. Yeah, kind of, do I don't taste. like it. To that end, actually, Drabbers, you said, <laughs> yeah. I mean, tell us what you really feel. Uh, actually. <laughs> Quite, I. It's a bit of an unusual experience. A bit, kind of. The longer my experience with Duvel goes on, the more I, I find it quite harsh, and and quite heavy duty. And um, yeah, my first couple of sips, I was enjoying myself. Whereas now I'm finding it, it could do with a little bit of a little bit of sweetness and a little softening. It's quite. Uh, it's 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 rattling the cage a little bit, which I suppose is 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 pretty appropriate for something that's that's named Devil. Yeah. The devil. And do you agree with that, Travis? Because you've had the same one, haven't you? Yeah, I'm just not a fan. Okay. Uh, the <laughs> Citra IPA, I'd say, is is very tasty. Definitely worth a try. I, I'm enjoying this one a lot. Um, the 9.5 is putting me off knowing it going forward. I I wouldn't feel comfortable having more than one of these. I actually don't feel comfortable having one of these right now, knowing it's a 9.5 uh, before I started. Maybe half of these. Maybe it's a sharer. Um, Even in the little maybe bottle. The, oh, my gosh. Guys, eureka moment. With the tulip glass, with the amount of head and froth that you're meant to have, you're only meant to supposed to drink a glass of this each. And I, I reckon a glass of this would be half a bottle. That's brilliant. So you could share a bottle with a friend. Yes. I like it. I reckon that's what it's and for. that's why you're the smart one of the group, Joe. And this is the, and that's why you work in marketing. Uh, that's why he wears a cap as well. <laughs> that's why we know. He's basically got a captain's hat on. I'm the captain of this ship. Right. Uh, numbers wise, let me do the numbers. We'll get to this. So. <laughs> Shut up, Bala. <laughs> yeah. So, we're almost finished. Sorry, guys. Joe. We're almost out. <laughs> sorry, Joe. No one will know. No one will know. We've had 9.5s. No one will know. <laughs> I'm a little drunk. <laughs> I'm a big drunk. I, I love you guys so much. You're just the best guys to do a podcast with I've ever met. You love the podcast. I, I'm the I, fan of the podcast. No, no. I, ow, you guys. Oh, Tell us about fine. the numbers, Joe. <laughs> so, numbers-wise, on Instagram, they have 50,000 followers. Oh, and wow. this is Duvel, Ber- or Devil Ber- Belgium. Now, Duvel do a weird thing that we have seen a few times where they basically make Twitter and they split it up between countries. So I'll give you a couple because it's not that um, interesting. Because Duvel UK, they've got 1.5k followers. Uh, Duvel Belgium, they have 600k followers. And Duvel USA has 3k followers. That's interesting. So again, because Drabbers' yeah. guesses for those were going to be 10, 11, and 12. So it's, <laughs> it's obviously more than those. That's that's our episode, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That Podcast. 
And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll try that podcast.com. And watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>